Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Expert to Authority show. My name is Simone Vincenzi, and I'm your host. And this is the show for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. And if that's you, yes, definitely, you are in the right place. Today, we are going to talk about growing your business on autopilot. So if you're looking for evergreen ways to, without you being alive or doing excruciating launches to sell more product or services, then this is the episode for you. So we're going to get started in a moment. But before that, a couple of things. If you are new to the show, then make sure you listen, first of all, until the end, and then hit the subscribe button. Uh, so then you don't miss any other episode. And also, if you like what you're going to hear, then consider also leaving a review. Reviews are the lifeblood of every show. So we really appreciate that. And then the last part uh, is uh, we are going to hear a big part of uh, um, uh, attracting clients. We are going to talk about it today as well, is uh, using webinars. Um, we have uh, created a great resource for you called the Webinar Conversion Kit, which you can find at webinarconversionkit.com, where it teaches you how to create a high converting presentations for your webinars. So make sure you check it out. You can find the link below in the show notes, or you can go directly at webinarconversionkit.com. Now, let's get started with the interview. In fact, my guest today is the co-founder and CEO of eWebinar, which is an automated webinar solution that combines a pre-recorded video with real-time interactions and live chat to deliver an engaging experience for attendees without a live host. She's on a mission to give people their time back by helping them automating their business. And today we are going to talk about grow your business on autopilot with the one and only Melissa Kwan. Melissa, it's good to see you today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So uh, webinar, webinar, webinars. How did you get into webinar automation? Uh, what got you passionate about this topic? I think it was really by sheer force. Um, so I had two other startups also in tech before this. My previous startup was in real estate tech. It was a SaaS company, ran it for five years. We were never venture backed, so had a very small team, uh, as a lot of people here can probably relate with. So I was the person doing everything except for code. So all the sales, all the onboarding, all the training um, with customers all over the US at that time. And as you guys know, um, webinars is the only way to get in front of all your customers um, and all your prospects without hopping on a plane. So our team was super small. And as you can imagine, how many demos and onboarding trainings I was doing. So the bigger that company got, the more um, painful that problem was because I was also traveling and digital nomading. So not only was I doing multiple repetitive webinars for demos and onboardings per day, I was also doing them mm -hmm. on opposite time zones. So being in Japan, 4 a.m., doing them for somebody in North America. And I had always envisioned this magical product that would take a video, deliver it like a webinar, that would do my job for me while I can go and have more fun because that's why we start businesses, right? So that company was eventually acquired in 2019. I did mm -hmm. try to look for products that would kind of solve that problem, but there wasn't really anything on the market that would deliver it the way that I had envisioned. So after that company was acquired, I thought about you know what I should do next. I had a bunch of different ideas, but this was the one that kept floating to the top of my mind because there just wasn't something that was just really elegant, really professional mm. with live chat. And so it was just the idea that kept me up at night. 
Um, and eventually uh, I knew I had to solve this problem, not just for me, but also for my peers and a lot of my friends that I know also live the same thing. Yeah, well, I can definitely relate to it. Uh, how long did it take from the, from the idea to actually starting it? Uh, to <laughs> the moment where you said, okay, this is, I, I'm in. This is exactly what I want to focus on right now. And this is going to be my next step in, in my business journey. Yeah, I know, like, I know it's hard to believe, right? But, um, you know, I, I think sometimes you have, like, experience hinders you. Um, and I had two businesses before this. So I was so afraid to step into a new business. Um, some people here might be able to relate. Like, there's so many mm -hmm. different ideas. But once you start thinking about it, once you start digging into it, you're like, wait a second. Someone else here is doing a better job, and I'm not going to do a better job. So mm -hmm. I might, like, I, I don't think I should pursue it. And I was actually playing with a lot of different ideas. I was, I was sure that someone was already solving this. So I was digging all over the internet for something that, you know, would be an e-webinar, uh, but I just couldn't find it. So I would say like, I really thought about this, like truly for five years straight mm -hmm. in my previous company. And then it probably took another two months after that company was sold when I had some, you know, mind share to think about it mm -hmm. for me to be like, okay. Like, this is the one that nobody's really devoting their time to. And this is the one that I'm willing to commit to because I feel like there are like there's there's competition out there, but not yeah. enough for me to feel like I can't do a better job. That that's a, I definitely relate what you're saying. And also when you're running already other businesses, you wear scars. <laughs> so you're way, you're way more conscious before starting a new one is like, okay, am I really sure I want yeah. to go through this hell and back for this particular <laughs> product. And, and that was the, and that was the right thing for you. So what I want to do now in this interview, uh, is, uh, divided in two parts. So we first part is, uh, and for, for you that are listening, it's going to be mainly for beginners that are new to the world of uh, webinar and in particular automated webinars. And then the second part, we are going to go a bit deeper as well into some of the smaller details or insights that someone who is already running webinars regularly or already running automated webinars, then they are, they, they can benefit from. So if someone is completely new to to uh, webinars and in particular automated webinars, what are some of the cases that the use cases, how can they use them and why do they need to have one? Yeah, so I guess it's hard to find someone nowadays who doesn't know what a webinar is, right? It's kind of synonymous with Zoom. So even if you haven't hosted one, you've probably attended one. Um, and I think the use case are, are fairly simple across the board. Either you are selling a product, right? So you're a prospect, you're learning more about a product, um, or you're joining a webinar, um, to, you know, onboard or train on, uh, whether it's a product or whether it's a new company that you just joined. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that the use cases are pretty simple. It's just really sales, onboarding, training, and, and customer education, um, as a host, right. The reason why, you know, you would want to have one is like I said, in the beginning, it's really the only way to get in front of all your prospects, all of your customers without hopping on a plane. It's almost like the new normal, right. And you can do it, you know, from the comforts of your own home. Um, especially, you know, after, after 2020. Yeah. Is that, any also, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. But I also think, um, for people that aren't familiar with what an automated webinar is, Mm -hmm. Um, it's where we take a video and we deliver it like a webinar so that, you know, you still pick a time, you still have a calendar invite, you still have confirmations, reminders, follow-ups, 
um, and you still have, you know, a live chat that's going, but the video you're watching is not live. Like I am not delivering it in front of camera. You're watching a video, but the experience for, to join it and, um, the experience as you're attending still feels like a webinar. Mm -hmm. Is there any pro and cons between uh, doing this live? Because you mentioned you were doing it before going into the world of automated webinars. You were doing uh, all this presentation, whether it were sales presentation or onboarding clients, you were doing them live. Is there any pros and cons that you can give uh, between live and automated? Because a lot of the people that we work with, uh, they sometimes I feel that there is a resistance on the automation. Mm -hmm side yeah. because uh, there can be like a lack of personalization and so on. So what are the pros and cons that you've seen from your experience? I mean, I think that's a huge misconception. It's a huge myth, right? Like to say, um, there's a myth that like live is better, but saying live is better is almost like saying, I can't watch friends unless it's, unless it's live, mm, right? When mm, was the mm. last time we did that? That was 10 years ago. Is it really better to watch it? on Thursday, 7 p.m. with commercials? Or is it better to watch it when you're free, maybe Saturday at 3 p.m. with no commercials and super high quality, right? With no mm. interruptions. So I think it's, it's interesting, right? Because the way we consume consumer video, like movies, shows and stuff, we, we've moved on from live. We're, we're now saying it's on demand or nothing at all. Whereas in B2B content, we're like, oh no, live is better. But who's saying live is better, right? As the consumer of that information, how is live better if I can't make that content? So if you're in London and I'm your customer in New York, your morning is my, is, is my night. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. how is it better when I'm not even in front of you, right? So I think the pro is certainly it's not like whether live is better or, or automated is better. It's what's the use case, right? There is a, hmm. there's definitely a place for live. Like, do I have to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting like we're having right now? That can't be replaced. That's you mm -hmm. and me, right? Um, is there a book launch that you want to talk about, right? Is there a timely event that you want to talk about that you want live feedback for and that where you want people right. to chime in? Is there a summit? Is there an event? All of those things cannot be replaced with a video. So that's the use case where like, there will always be a place for live, but the con for delivering something that's repetitive is yes, live webinars may be in your mind more personal, but it's also written with issues like connection issues, right? How many mm -hmm. times in the past few years have you heard, you know, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? That doesn't happen with, with automation, right? Also low video quality. Um, it requires multiple people to run a really big event. Um, mm -hmm. if you are not a great public speaker, if you're not a great public, uh, if you're not a great presenter, there's a lot of fear into running that webinar, yeah. right? It, it is almost like public speaking, but it's worse because there's no feedback. So I would say that if you're delivering something that's over and over again, that you're robotic about that, you don't need someone to jump in, you know, exactly what you're going to say every single time. There is mm -hmm. more pros than cons when you use it for that particular use case. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I love automated webinars. In particular, if, if I have to do, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, in particular in the world of online launches. You know, if you do a live launch and there is a like a timely event that you want to get that feedback on or to get that, that audience engagement or having everyone coming together, then there is a space for it. But if you don't have that, 
and you actually want to keep selling your products and services over and over again without you being there or onboard your clients without you being there where you don't need to be there because it's not a timely event then you are actually wasting time by not having an automated webinar because now your clients as you mentioned are able to see it over and over again uh, now the, i know that there is a, also a question for some people and uh, i was running a training on on webinar called the webinar conversion accelerator that we run with our clients and one of the questions that was that came up was but is it not fake saying to people oh come here and then there is this video recording while maybe they are expecting someone live what how do you manage that part and what would you say to that particular comment yeah i would say that that comment is probably coming from people who's already seen other solutions so um i mentioned in the beginning that i in my previous startup i tried other solutions but i was never able to find something mm. that would deliver something like e-webinar i did try other solutions but what i felt like was the other solutions that existed were almost designed to trick consumers Right, they were all like with uh, fake counters, fake chats, fake sales notifications. Right, right, yeah. The thing is, automating a webinar, automating anything, does not mean lying to your customer. You can be authentic and also deliver a great experience. That is actually why when we built the solution, we made a conscious effort to never build features that trick people. We don't have a fake chat. We don't have fake sales notifications. We don't have fake counters. Everything is authentic. And we even encourage our, our customers, our users to tell people, hey, this video is recorded, but I'm managing the chat. So eWebinar has a, a text-based chat system where if you want, and if you are there, you can hop in to respond in real time. So it's almost mm -hmm. the video's live, but your chat's, li um, your chat's also live. Yeah. Uh, or the video's recorded, but the chat's live. Um, but if you don't respond in real time, say you're sleeping, because sometimes people do join your demo when you're sleeping, mm -hmm. you can respond when you wake up in the morning and they'll still get an email response. Yes. And that form of communication, it exists in our everyday lives, right? You hop onto any website right now, there will be a little bubble that says, hey, Simone, can I help you? Mm -hmm. You know that if you don't get a response right away, you'll get an email and that's okay. So what we did was we built this type of kind of asynchronous communication into eWebinar so even though you are watching the video, there's a piece of it that is live, right? So I think it's all about delivery and in business, it's all about authenticity. That is your currency, right? So uh, I would say, I, yeah, I agree with you. don't lie to people, right? The, automating this experience means giving people the content that they need, that they want at the time that they can consume it. It does not mean tricking them to think, hey, I'm live when I'm not because when someone's coming to your site and say, Simone, I want to learn about your product, they want to learn about your product, whether you are there right now or not, yeah. right? It's not you personally delivering it that helps them make a decision. It's the content that you deliver. So I would, I would encourage people to think differently about that because they're probably saying that because maybe they've seen something else. Um, but that's what we're also here to change. And that was that was a big turnoff, not only for yeah. for myself in terms of using automated webinars, but also for the clients that we work with. Because uh, honesty, integrity, yeah. not uh, um, just being fair and upfront with your clients. Like if you start, that's why I never liked the, these fake countdowns and the fake chats, because uh, 
if, if it is the first point of contact that you have with a prospect or a client, mm-hmm. you're starting it on a lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how is this good business? I can understand that at the beginning, people were not used to it and they could be tricked into it. But at the same time, I never felt it was, and even people that are teaching the strategies right now, it's like, oh, yeah. they're an automated webinar. So then you can have the fake chats coming up and people making yeah. sales and then uh, inflating and the numbers where they can see there are a thousand people there where they are the only one watching. I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's good business. So I'm, I'm happy I mean, that uh, you, yeah, you created super... this, this, uh, the, the features in this way. Yeah, it's super obvious. You're watching at 2 a.m. There's not a thousand people talking. Like it's really, it's obvious, right? So it, it takes two seconds for someone to to know that this is a fake experience. And the thing is, we knew that coming into this, if we didn't build these features, that we would lose some of those customers that yeah. want it. Like we would lose people that, hey, maybe I want to switch off from this and I want to come to you guys, but you don't have this. Every day we have someone come in and say, um, do you have a fake chat feature or a simulated chat feature? And we don't have it, but mm-hmm. we're also okay losing that because the last thing I want is for someone coming into this experience and feel like, oh, I don't want to touch this because last time I was here, I was tricked into buying something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, while we are here, uh, let's talk more about some of the features that the webinar has different uh, or some of the best features or the top features that the webinar has compared to other solutions. And then we can go into more advanced insights on uh, um, the world of automated webinars. So when you had this vision in mind about building a webinar, so we already mentioned some of the features that you have, what other, what are the pillars, the cornerstone that make a webinar such a great product? I mean, there were three key things that we wanted to make sure we had. Um, number one, we just, we just talked about, which is this like asynchronous chat system. It's not a fake email box. It is actually a chat like that works like any support chat that allows you to hop mm-hmm. in to respond. It has to be mobile friendly because that was the biggest pain that I live with. I did try another solution, but they didn't have a way for me to actually hop in when someone was there. They had an email box, but when someone's watching my video, they're not checking their email. Um, and you know, you have to be able to respond later, um, if you're not in front of the computer all the time. So definitely that chat system is number one. Number two is we wanted to design an experience that is different than a webinar, right? When you think about webinars, what do you think about two years ago? It was like, go to webinar right now Mm -hmm. it's zoom. And maybe there's like Demio and Livestorm, which are like these startups that are making a better experience, but they Mm -hmm. all kind of look similar, right? So what we did was we wanted to build an experience that is really about how people, me and you consumers want to consume video. So we didn't go to other webinar companies to look at design. We looked at, you know, Disney plus Netflix, Apple TV, how they navigate the colors, um, the little nuances we took, like how people are consuming video and then built it into, into our design because we don't have a host, right? If you're looking at live, a live first webinar solution, yeah. What, what do you care about? You care about different things. You care about bandwidth, right? Video, video streaming speed, audio mm-hmm. screen share. You don't have time to worry also about the consumer experience because that experience of the host is so much more important. Yes. And that's why a lot of these webinar solutions kind of look the same. It's almost like the consumer experiences is, is an afterthought, but because we don't have live video, we don't have a host. We can take all of our resources 
to focus strictly on how do people want to consume beautiful, engaging video today so they will stay till the end because it's all about getting your customer and getting your prospect to stay till the end so they can take whatever action, whatever CTA you want them to take. Mm -hmm. So number one is chat. Number two is just building a beautiful, engaging experience that is meant for consumers. Yeah. But number three kind of helps number two is we wanted to build in an interactive experience where the viewer is participating. Why do I leave a webinar? Cause I'm bored, right? I'm on Instagram. I'm texting my friends cause there's yeah. nothing to do. I join a webinar and all of a sudden someone's talking at me. I'm on, I'm on yeah. Instagram. So yeah. what we did was we wanted the most interactivity of any platform out there. So you can program in uh, resources to download. You can take a poll, take a quiz, uh, answer a question, um, look at a customer quote, right? So as you know, as the host is, is presenting, you can also program in all this stuff that pops up that mm -hmm. keeps people engaged until the end. And a lot of our customers will say they take the exact same video. They put it in, um, our solution versus an older solution and their watch time has gone up from 60% to 95% because of that engagement, because you're giving people something to do. And then at the end, they feel accomplished. That, that's, a, that's actually one of the biggest thing about uh, automated versus live. The completion rate uh, normally of an automated webinar is lower than a live webinar, mainly because of the lack of this, of this interaction. Maybe because of lack of interaction. Like if you're a live webinar, you know, you, you would ask questions to the audience, you will get them to write, you name people to say, Hey, Jennifer, thank you for your comment. Thank you, Luca, for what you said today. Uh, which uh, is what is missing that part in the automated part, in the automated webinar. But if we can add those features where I can interact now, and yeah. uh, I know that my interaction actually is also meaningful because my assumption is that for every user, I can see the selection, the polls, the comments that they made, what they've chosen. That's my assumption. I will be able to see it. So that's a interaction for them. Great data for me as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head and, and what I've just talked about is the attendee experience, which is important because if your customer is happy, you stay with us. Right. So we're always focused on your customer, but for the host, which is our customer, think about the amount of data you have on a mm. single poll. If you run this a thousand times. So in the past six months, I've, uh, you know, about a thousand people have joined my demo. I haven't done a single one on my own. I don't actually do live demos because that would be going against my product. Mm -hmm. But my first question is, how did you find out about us? And 60% of people actually answer that. So you can see the amount of data I can have just from a marketing perspective. And then at the end, I say, how do you plan to use this? So now I even know the intention, you mm. know, of them coming through. So I can either tailor their, um, tailor my content, or I can actually shoot that information into a CRM. And then that could trigger a different workflow or different um, email sequence. Yeah. There's many different ways to use it, but it's just the ability to gather that data first um, is really powerful for me uh, as a business owner. Well, and for everyone who wants to check it out, the webinar as well, the link is in the show notes. So make sure you click the link. And while we are continuing with the interview, you can already see what is that we are talking about and some of the features that the webinar has. Uh, I want to know, Melissa, now let's talk a bit more about the uh, insights that you get in terms of automated webinars, because as you mentioned, um, there, there is a 
right way or a wrong way. Or if you don't want to use the word right or wrong, we can see a way that is less, less effective and ways that are more effective. So from your standpoint, from the data that you get, what are some of the things that uh, people must put into an automated webinar now to make sure that people are actually going to stay until the end? Well, I think number one, which a lot of people don't think about is offer flexible scheduling, right? So you had mentioned, um, some people think live is better, but if I run a webinar that's live, usually it's like Tuesday at 11, right? Everybody wants to do Tuesday at 11. That seems to kind of be the golden hour, but your Tuesday 11 is not my Tuesday 11. Mm -hmm. So one of the, you know, the most powerful things about an automated webinar is you can set a recurring schedule for the webinar. So I want this to happen um, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. at the attendees time zone. So whether I'm looking at this from London, Singapore, or New York, I'm registering for 10 a.m. my time, or I want to make it available on demand. So I want to allow you to watch it right now. What ends up happening with a flexible schedule is people can pick a time or even right now that they can actually make it right. Mm -hmm. So they're not just registering to watch your replay, which you know, how many people actually watch replays, right? Our, our inbox or email inbox is like replay graveyards. Mm -hmm. right? So because it of is, that, it is. yeah, because <laughs> of that flexible scheduling, people can actually attend whether it's right now or tomorrow or next week. So offering that is actually um, super, super valuable. And because of that, you talked about unique insights. The average attendance rate across all of our customers is 65%. That is 40% over the industry standard. That's huge. So from registration, you say that for 60% of people that register yeah. actually end up watching and showing up. Yes. And that that's, is, that's, that's, amazing. that is unheard that's really of. Good. Yes, yeah, this is unheard of. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm sitting down right now yeah. because uh, I'm always falling off, falling off my chair. <laughs> yeah. And, and that has nothing to do with, you know, how good your content is. That's just me showing up. And that's why mm -hmm. I like this stat because it's standardized. Right. Like how long you watch is a lot of times very dependent on the delivery of the content and what is that content, but mm -hmm. attendance that's standardized across the board. So I think that's, that's most important, um, to have. Um, and I think that would having allowing yourself to, to have a recurring schedule also requires an open mind because if you're switching from, I want to do this one live webinar where I'm there, I'm doing it once mm -hmm. a month. You really have to change your mindset and be open to saying, you know what, I'm going to test whether it's okay for me to not be there and yeah. how my customers are going to respond, right? Like I would encourage anyone who's never tried it to just give it a try because you know what, like you'd be surprised how forgiving your customers are. They don't expect you to be there 24 mm seven. -hmm. They're just going to be happy that they can get that content. So I think that's number one, but, but definitely number two is, um, Yes, you can turn it on autopilot, but make sure you respond to people. Hmm. Like we do have people that just turn this on, but they never respond to the chat messages. Like sometimes I log into account, there's like a hundred like unanswered messages. It's like, Hey, like we build this feature. It's great. It allows you to respond whenever you want, but it doesn't mean that, you yeah. know, you don't have to respond at all. So yes, turn it on autopilot, but set and forget, don't set and forget your customers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, anything else, any other insights that, uh, so the show up rate, that's really good. Actually, no, I've, I've got one, one follow on question from the registration. Do you, do you find it effective to offer an option of 
immediate consumption because I've seen, for example, in some platform you have pick the time or watch yeah. it now, or is that detrimental? Uh, what what have been your 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 view? Yeah, on this? so it actually is exactly what we talked about, like the whole mindset, like. If I'm, if I'm there, it's better. If it's in the future, it's better because um, they might bounce right now. So when we, were, when we were doing some research on, you know, what are the features we want to build into the platform, I, I also questioned on-demand or some people call just-in-time. I'm also like, well, is anyone actually going mm -hmm. to come to my registration page and watch it right now? Like, wouldn't they just watch it tomorrow? But actually, because other platforms had it, we're like, okay, well, we have to have it too. Um, and that's actually the interesting thing about like discovering what you need to build for your business, because sometimes you look at another business, you're mm -hmm. like, why do they have that? But eventually you're like, oh, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually why. Cause you learn that your customers need it. I looked at the stat yesterday. So we have three different options mm -hmm. for scheduling. You can watch a replay, which you can, you know, control the video. It's the same video. It just means you can press play and pause. Mm -hmm. You can choose a time in the future, which we, we call a scheduled session, or you can choose a time to watch it right now like on demand mm -hmm. or something yeah. that's happening every two minutes. And um, the, before, before you go on in the, in the option of watching it right now and watching it in the future, you don't have the, the option to stop or play the video. Correct. Like that's go straight only with the replay option. Then you have the option Correct. to stop and play the video. Okay. Perfect. Correct. Because that's the expected behavior, right? If mm -hmm. somebody registers for a replay, they're probably just out the door. They want to get back to it later, or maybe they just want to have it in their inbox. Yeah. But just because you register for a future session or an on demand, you still get a follow-up email with the replay link, you know, in an hour or however you set it up. I looked at this stat yesterday for replays and on demand, the attendance rate is 96%. This is for my demo. And this is the one that I've run a thousand times mm -hmm. for future sessions. The attendance rate for my demo is actually only 60%. So mm -hmm. even though I question, Hey, is anyone ever actually going to watch it right now? It turns out they do. <laughs> um, and it's a huge jump. It's a huge difference. Um, and that's also why on my registration page, I always put how long the webinar is. Right. Right. I put it, is it 12 minutes? Is it 30 minutes? Is it 20 minutes? So then you are giving people an option to say, oh, do I have that time right now to commit to this? Mm, I, I, I like it. So you find it really effective actually to have the option to now or watch a replay. And um, in in terms of the the length, uh, let's talk about um, uh, if someone wants to do a demo or a sales webinar. So here is mainly like a webinar for prospect, uh, not for onboarding. Have you found a, a ideal length of time that uh, or does it matter <laughs> if, uh, if that's also even a question? Yeah. So I came into this also thinking shorter is better. I mean, we all think that I think, right. We all, we're all consumers. We're impatient. We think shorter is better, but I also see some of our customers have one hour webinars. They have two hour webinars, right? Especially if we're talking about coaches, um, um, mm -hmm. and course creators and, and consultants. Sometimes it's not a straight up sales pitch, right? Sometimes it's, here's yeah. a workshop and then there's a last 10 minutes, which, you know, you can buy into my program. What I realize is the length of the content actually has nothing to do with engagement or watch time. The biggest differentiator is the delivery of the coach. Yeah. Like the delivery of the presenter. Are you enthusiastic? Are you a great presenter? Like, and it takes practice. 
Um, are you, you know, are you um, making the content valuable and tight? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think I think we've seen a lot of webinars where people don't even get into the main meat of, of the content until like 20 minutes later. Right. They're just talking about their experience, how good they are and how awesome they are. And all. you don't need that anymore. Right. Have a quick intro, jump into the meat of it, keep people engaged. And then, of course, if you're using eWebinar, program something that comes up every two, three minutes, ask them a question, have them participate. Right. Have them feel like part of the experience. And I think you'd be surprised how long they stay, even if your content is long. So what, what that tells me is don't worry about cutting down your content as long as you're offering value. Hmm. Right. It doesn't matter if it's short, if you're not communicating the value that you want to get to your CTA. Um, the last question I have then before we wrap up is on the follow up, because uh, there is uh, two parts on the automated webinar part. The, you have the registration when people attend and they watch it. And so we already talked about ways to keep people engaged for longer, some of the features that you've built for it, talk about the presentation, and that's incredible. But then also there is the other part, which is what happens after the webinar. What have you found to be some of the best practices, uh, whether it's for you or some of the clients that you work with or some of the users that you have also in your, uh, that are using eWebinar? What have you found some, to be some of the best practices that can maximize uh, then the sales results or the engagement results after someone has signed up to the webinar? I mean, I, I don't think this is isolated to webinars. I think this is, I think this is just a general sales engagement, sale, um, sales enablement type thing. Like just know that start with the assumption that everybody's busy and they're going to forget you. I think that's the, a good assumption. Um, yes, we, what we do have is like, you can program in, you know, follow-ups for people that, um, didn't attend, attended, um, mm -hmm. but everyone here probably has a CRM or a marketing automation platform of some sort, put people that have joined your webinar into some sort of drip campaign, right? So we use HubSpot. People might be using ConvertKit, mm -hmm. Marketo, you know, or Zapier to link to whatever they want. Yeah. Um, we have a 12 month drip once a month for somebody months. that doesn't sign up, right? Once a month, they get something that's, you know, a, a case study, um, a testimonial video, a reminder that we're still here, right? So I would say a best practice is if you start with the idea that they're going to forget about you, what kind of follow-up are you going to build um, over the next X number of months, depending on, you know, what your business mm -hmm. is. So yes, use the platform to follow up, really basic stuff. Hey, we missed you or thanks for joining. Here are the resources that, you know, we talked about. So I love to share that. Here's the offer link again, or here's a sign up link again. Um, but then put them into a drip that, um, eventually gets them to sign up to whatever, whatever product or service that, that you're selling mm. them. So then you have that long term follow-up uh, for people that maybe they're not ready to buy straight away. If it is a sales webinar or they forgot, <laughs> but then maybe six months down the line, now they want to use a webinar and they say, ah. Oh, now is the right time for me to sign up. And because you have a schedule, those reminders, then that will help you also getting the extra sales. Yeah. I mean, I know that the person that watches my demo is not ready right now. Right. Like mm -hmm. I know that once they watch it, they're like, okay, this is the possibility. I'm now yeah. going to go back and plan my video. 
And then maybe life gets busy and then they forget about me. So for six weeks, they get a more, um, uh, a, uh, a more aggressive, I guess, follow yes. up over six weeks. But after that, it goes into like, then after that is longer. So then it's like, okay, right now that you have is closer to the moment that you have signed up, but then there is a more yeah. frequent communication. And then once a month later on to see yeah. that, that you're there. Um, I have, a, I have, a, I lied. I said it was the last question, <laughs> but then, but then I had another question in mind. So I'm going to ask this, this, this is the last question. The, uh, regarding what's your view on special offers on automated webinars in particular use for sales, because uh, one of the great things about webinars is to give an incentive or either a discount or a coupon or some bonuses for people to buy, whether it's a training or a product or mm -hmm. services, whatever you use your webinars for. Now with the automated part, now it's almost like using a special offer, which is not a special offer anymore because uh, yeah. You can have the same special offer every Tuesday at eleven o'clock. So, uh, yeah. what what are your thoughts, and or have you found a better way actually to make a special offer works in an automated scenario? I'm curious to hear your views on that. Yeah, so I I think special offers is a hundred dependent on the price point of what you're selling, right? So our product starts at forty nine dollars. There isn't a there isn't a big enough discount I can give you. Yeah. to make you sign up today because for my product you're ready when you're ready right mm -hmm. i can't be like oh it's 10 percent off it's 20 percent off even it's if, if, if it's 50 percent off yeah. it's like okay well i'm saving like 25 bucks right but i do see it working for high ticket items right when people are like okay it's two thousand dollars but if you buy this in the next you know 24 hours i'm gonna knock off 500 bucks and there are solutions we don't manage this but there are solutions that do manage this Mm -hmm. Um, it's almost like, um, like a rolling countdown, right? So yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. a company called like deadline funnels that kind of manage this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they match, yeah, they match the offer expiry time to say the end of your webinar time. Um, and mm -hmm. you can integrate that with our platform as well. But my view is it just depends on your product. Like if it's, if it's a low, if it's a low cost product, you're better off delivering value. Like I mentioned, like maybe a workshop. Um, to allow people to get to know you more and mm -hmm. um, get to know a little bit more about your product or how you teach before they before they commit. But if it's a high ticket item, um, I would say that's something that that you can experiment with. Melissa, this has been a, a, an incredible interview. I I love geeking out on webinars. As you can see, as you probably felt, I'm clearly passionate about the topic. That's also why I was when when I got the email about interviewing you, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about webinars because I love webinars. Uh, if someone wants to reach out to you or sign up to a webinar, what is the best way to uh, explore actually what this webinar does, the platform, uh, and what can and how they can use it as well in signing up? Yeah, so you can connect with me through LinkedIn. Um, my last name is spelled Kwan K W A N. Uh, so Melissa Kwan, find me on LinkedIn. And uh, if you want to learn more about eWebinar, it's spell or it's spelled exactly as it sounds ewebinar.com um, there's a demo on our site which is delivered via ewebinar of course <laughs> and so you can you can sign up to a demo get the full experience um and if you type in the chat i'm personally managing it as well so would love to hear from you and any feedback you have especially if you've tried other platforms before
Uh, that's a, that's definitely a no-brainer. So make sure you check it out in particular if you either are already using webinars and maybe you're already using live webinars and you now want to add the automated webinar part to your business or you never used webinar before and now you can start having something automated that uh, is going to, that you can send to all your clients that you can fill up with Facebook ads or whatever the generation strategy you use. Or as well, you know, we haven't talked much about it because I was focusing more on the sales, but also for clients onboarding. You know, you have uh, clients that are buying your courses, buying your product, buying your services. There's a great way for them to understand and make the most of what they bought, in particular after the purchase happens. So multiple ways in which you can use that. So Melissa, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and an incredible interview. Thanks so much for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. And uh, if you if you are still here watching or listening until the end, my assumption is uh, you had a good time uh, listening or watching this episode. So make sure you leave us uh, a review, a good five-star review that's good for the podcast, it's good for the guest, it's good for my ego, it's good for everyone. So make sure you leave it there. And also subscribe to the show. I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. And always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.